0: My title tonight really is Don't Let the Grinch Steal Christmas. It really is my title. And I won't be long, but I desire tonight to hopefully get you in a little bit of Christmas joy. Amen? I was trying and attempting this this morning with my kids on the way taking them to school. And as I was in the car with two teenagers, trying to get them in the Christmas spirit, trying to get them in Christmas joy, the only thing I knew to do was Sing Christmas songs for all to hear, right? <laughs> if you're trying to get in Christmas joy, little elf thing, uh, thing for you there. So I began to sing, and they would not sing with me. So I felt bad about that. They even gave me that teenager look, right? That, I just kept looking back at my daughter like, come on, help me out here. So tonight, I'm going to have you help me. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Tis the season to be jolly. Is somebody recording me right now? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, good job. Give yourself a hand for that. I mean, it was okay. I'll be honest. That's why we're not having a Christmas choir. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can tell I've got some Christmas joy tonight because here's what I've learned about Christmas joy. You have to just choose it. Because oftentimes we think that if our circumstances around this time of year maybe change. But can I tell you tonight, happiness and real true joy are two entirely different things. Because happiness is is predicated upon your circumstances. Joy is something that, in other words, happiness is external most of the time. And joy is something that we can find down in our hearts because joy truly is something that God provides for us. Because, and this is so important tonight, he is joy. It's like saying God is love. It's like saying God is powerful. He is. I, oftentimes we miss this element of God and who he is, is the fact that he says that he will fill us with his joy. It says that Jesus was anointed with gladness. I just came to tell you tonight to get you in a little bit of Christmas spirit. And listen, I understand that this time of year is a magnifier. It magnifies things. If there's been loss, this will be my first year since I've been born, that I will have a Christmas without my father. He passed away the day after Christmas last year. Those things, those things are heavy on me. They, they weigh on all of us. There's, in other words, there can be a void. Genesis 1 says the earth was dark and without form and void. But when God comes, he brings his light, he brings his joy, he brings his peace. I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about the joy of the Lord, about just picking and choosing this day to have joy. God wants you to have real joy, not joy that's predicated on circumstances or things going on around you, not the kind of joy that you have to paint a smile on your face when the in-laws are coming over for for Christmas. Come on. (laughs) Don't tell Lee I said any of that. Or you have to walk into church, you know, here next Sunday, acting like you didn't fight with the kids the whole way here, right? You want me to give you the top five reasons people fight at the holidays? You want to hear them? All right. Number five, look, honey, I got you a new vacuum. And she says... Look, honey, I got you a couch to sleep on, right? (laughs) Number four, you act just like your mother. That'll start a fight, amen? Number three, she says, well, you just lazy just like your father. Number two, yes, you do look fat in that sweater. (laughs) And number one thing, do I have any single people in here? Just shoot your hand up, amen. Single people, you get the question, are you still single, right? you want to start a fight, just use any of those. Those are funny. But in reality, the holidays can magnify things. They can bring out uh, loss and heaviness and things. And I just want to talk to you about joy. Everybody say joy tonight. Look at Luke chapter 2, verse 10. One verse tonight. i got a couple more later on. This is where I want to focus in on. I felt like it. Again, riding, riding home from dropping my kids off this morning at school at 7.20. I just put myself in some Christmas joy. Grandma got run over by a reindeer, came on my radio right as I thought, why couldn't that have come on five minutes ago? If you can't laugh and have some Christmas joy with that song on, there's something wrong. You need some eggnog. Verse 10, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all the people. Let me ask you this. Have you ever noticed that Jesus and joy aren't often associated together? (laughs) They really aren't. When people talk or think about or represent even Jesus, it's usually mission and purpose or heaven and hell, turn or burn, right? Purity and holiness, those are the things that we associate But can I give you some good news that was given 2,000 years ago when the angels showed up? They said, we've got, the gospel means good news. Can I tell you, if you listen to a sermon and it doesn't have some good news in it, that you are set free, the blind can see that your sins have been washed away because that baby wasn't just born in that manger to just be a baby in a manger. He came and paid for your sins. As a matter of fact, when people begin to talk about Jesus, they get this really somber look on their face, right? You usually don't associate Jesus with joy and laughter and pleasure. But I've got good news. Glad tidings like those angels brought 2,000 years ago here at this Christmas season, the same thing that they brought is that you do not have and serve a downcast God. Come on. You don't. He's not a sour God. God is not in heaven upset. That's that's the picture that we paint. Why do people get that picture of God? Because of us who represent him look like we've been baptized in pickle juice. (laughs) Telling you the truth. We represent him, and sometimes we are the grumpiest people around. I'm just this Christmas season going to choose some good old-fashioned joy. If you see me with uh, reindeer antlers on my head driving past you, just mind your own business. I'm having some Christmas joy going on. Here's why. Because every day I should remind myself that I am forgiven. Y'all, it struck me today. It really did. I'd already studied and I'd pretty much done my notes and I was on my way home. And I got a text out of the blue from a family member who's been fasting. I didn't even know she was fasting since December 1st. And man, what God spoke to me through her, I just I just wept all the rest of the way home. I just guys, can I tell you something like God loves you? God cares about you. God is so concerned. God is so concerned that in the very darkest period, we sometimes think we live in dark days now. Luke 2 starts within the days of Caesar Augustus. If we understood what that meant back in that day. The Caesars were brutal people, y'all. I mean, if you look historically, the four and five Caesars from the time of right before Jesus all the way up through the early part of the church, the first hundred years of the church. I mean, one, one particular instance, and this was right before, this was when Jesus would have been about 14 years old. A town about two and a half miles from where Jesus lived uh, revolted, and the Romans came in and said, so we're going to make an example out of this town. And they crucified over 2,000 people right there in that area on crosses. Jesus would have been 14 years old living two miles away from this area. This was dark. But Jesus said that I came to bring light. If you're in a dark place even here tonight, Jesus came to bring his light. That's the glad tidings. That's what the angels came to announce. The angels came to announce good news that oftentimes we have an idea of God that he's just waiting to come down on you. Can I tell you, you have a God who is filled with joy. Some of you believe that tonight. He really is. He, he's, a, he's a joyful God. It's a picture of God that we've got to, got to get. He said, I've got good news, and that good news is going to create great joy. Oftentimes we focus on the rules and the laws. And listen, God is a God who wants us to live a life that's pleasing to him. When you really truly love him, you do what he asks you to do. That's, that's a love relationship. But can I remind you tonight, the law was given as a taskmaster to show each and every person in this room and anybody that comes to God with an honest heart that you can't live up to that law. That's why he sent Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul says this. He said, that, that is a glorious gospel. He said, that means good news. I got good news for you tonight. If you've messed up, you can start over. If you're blind, you can see. If you're crippled, you can get up and walk. If you're bound, I know a bondage breaker. That's good news. That's why we can be filled with joy. Because whatever we face, we know we have a God who can fill us with joy and we can overcome the circumstances. Amen? And Paul said in another place, he said, this gospel has been entrusted to me by a blessed God. You ever thought in God in terms of blessed? Blessed just literally means when Jesus said blessed are you in the Beatitudes, it just literally means happy. It just means full of joy. Have you ever considered God as full of joy? You need to because that's what the Bible says about him. We oftentimes think we're coming to a God who can't figure things out. Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is our strength. And it's always referenced in this way, as the joy that he gives us, the joy of the Lord provides you with strength. But can I suggest this to you tonight? That if you're a little bit down on joy, you may be thinking I'm talking about God just give you a little extra tonight as you leave here and then you face another circumstance in the morning that takes away your joy. What this is saying is the joy that he possesses is the thing that causes you to be strengthened. Think about it. The the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Bible says for Jesus that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. What made him endure the cross? Made him endure the nails? Made him endure the crown of thorns? made him endure all that, was the joy of the Lord that was set before him, understanding that he is a joyful God. It's the joy that he possesses, understanding that when you're coming to him, you can be filled. If if we come to God and we understand that he is loved, then we can receive love. If, if we need power for a situation, we have no problem coming to God and say, God, I need your power in this circumstance. I need your power to heal me. We have no problem doing that. Why do we have a problem with coming to God and say, God, you are a joy-filled God, and the joy of the Lord is my strength? Understanding of who you're coming to will begin to fill you with joy because... because... Because if you belong to him, the way is open for you to come into his presence. In his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. I'm going to choose joy this holiday season. It really is a choice. Again, that doesn't mean I don't have things that are heavy on me. That doesn't mean that my kids won't sing with me in the mornings when I take them to school. It doesn't mean that means I'm just going to sing a little bit louder for all three of us tomorrow. The joy of the Lord is the thing that will help you not give up when you grow weary. It really is. His presence in a believer's life empowers and emboldens us even in the most difficult of valleys. It says to you, his joy says to you, you can make it. Can I tell you tonight, you can make it through what you're going through right now. I just want to tell you tonight, the joy of the Lord can and will be your strength. God said in Genesis 1, when he created the heavens and the earth, he goes through all seven days, and what does he say? It is good. He didn't, he didn't necessarily mean that I'm really good at what I do, although he is, as you look around you. He just, what he meant was, hey, this, this is just, this is good. In other words, part of your joy may be wrapped up in stepping back and having an appreciation of the simple pleasures in life. Don't we get so focused on all the minor things going on that we forget all the awesome things God is presently doing in any one of us? I tell you this quite often, but I'll say it again tonight because I remind myself quite often. When I sit down in my recliner and I have my family around me and everybody's up walking and they're healthy and I have food on my table and I got lights and I got an air conditioner even in December that I've got to (laughs) run. That is ridiculous. It is. When I look around, God's okay With you looking around and taking the simple pleasures, because if he created everything and stepped back and said, man, this is just good. I want to tell you tonight, there's a lot of hardness in life, there's a lot of difficulty in life, but can I just tell you, there's a lot of good, too. But sometimes you've got to choose to see it. I can look around and say, I thank God for my wife and my marriage and the family that I have, and God, you got a roof over my head. We're blessed. I talked about this a few weeks ago, and it goes along those same lines. Listen, what the, pro, it's not, the problem is not enjoying those things and then allowing that to fill you with joy. Being with the grandkids, come on. I don't want any soon, but I'm looking forward to that stage. How, how many understand Christmas is just funner with little kids? I'm looking forward to that. I really am. Not anytime soon. No. Someday down the road. I'm looking forward to that stage of life because it's just it's funner with kids. It's funner with the grandkids running around. I just want to point out to you tonight, sometimes you just have to choose the, the joy that is set before you. You just have to choose to believe that you're not coming to a God who is sour. And can I tell you tonight, God isn't angry. God is a just God and must punish sin. But who did he punish? The one born in the manger. Come on, somebody. That's who that he, he got the justice and you got the mercy. If you're in Christ, you are now covered in the blood of Jesus and you have been made right with not you haven't just been made right. It, the Bible says you are the righteousness of God in Christ. If that if that alone doesn't fill you with joy every morning, no matter what your circumstance is, I don't know what will. Because I look back over my life and how many things God could have punished me for and how many things God could have taken me down for. But he didn't. He forgave me. Can we just thank God for his forgiveness tonight? Come on. God, thank you. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your forgiveness. He's so good. God isn't somehow overtaken because you have pleasure in the blessings that you have. Psalm 45.7 says, You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost, but he was also anointed with the oil of gladness. Look at your neighbor and tell him, if you're going to be like Jesus, come on, really tell him. I know half of you don't do do what I say. Then tell him, cheer up. Maybe my title should have been cheer up. Why is this so important? I've told you this many times, and I'll say it again. Not to be redundant, but to, to just hammer this home into your heart. The most important thing about you is who you believe God to be, said by A.W. Tozer. Because who you believe God to be is how you will live your life out. And I've met so many joyless Christians because they think that God is a mad, joyless God. We fight in the church and get upset over reindeer and a fat man in a suit yeah. then we do celebrate the, the, the birth of Jesus Christ. I don't know how these Christmas trees got in here, by the way. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. You know Jesus isn't scared all that? He's not. If you think he is, he's not. Because when you give him your heart, are you listening to me? We get so caught up in all the little minor peripheral things. Are, are you listening? That we forget that the world is looking to us for what is the difference in our life. And I'll tell you what's the difference in my life. I'll tell you what it is. Is that when I understand that my righteousness Hasn't come from myself, but it's been given to me by God through the blood of Jesus Christ. It means this. You didn't give it to me. So, honey, you can't take it away. So I'm just going to be who God created me to be. Doesn't mean I don't change. And doesn't mean God doesn't convict me. He does it all the time. But I don't let it take away the joy of who I am in Christ. And who he is. Because what you believe about God is what you will live your life out. So if you believe about God that he is angry and he's just waiting to hit you with a lightning bolt and he's just ready to judge you for the next bad thing you say or do, guess how you're going to live your life? Completely terrified and scared. And you'll never get close to him. If you don't ever get close to him, You will never really change because it's not just an acknowledgement in your mind of who Jesus was by the facts he was born in a manger, really lived for 33 years, and died on a cross. It is a life that lives close to him, and I don't know about you, but I thank God I grew up with a dad who was loving. I grew up with a dad that I could go up and hug him any time, and I was a very, as a kid growing up, I just, I loved to hug everybody. I grew out of that. (laughs) I did. (laughs) but I remember just hugging my dad, and, I loved, and and what it did, it built an image in my mind of who my heavenly father is. Do you understand? When you're, when you're his child, you can come to him on your very worst day. And what does that do for me? It fills me with peace. It fills me with joy. Paul said very clearly in, the, in his Romans epistle to the Romans, his great treatise, the gospel according to Paul, he said that The kingdom isn't eating and drinking. It's righteousness, peace, and the Holy Ghost. Ghost. That's what it is. Righteousness. He said, what we do in the church, and this is what he was dealing with when he wrote that whole section of Romans. He said, okay, here's what you have in the church. You have weak saints and you have strong saints. And many of you are doing right now what they were doing there that he was trying to deal with, is you're already categorizing somebody on your row. (laughs) Yeah, they're pretty weak, and I'm pretty strong. That wasn't the point that he was trying to make. The point Paul was trying to simply make was that it's not about that. It's about the fact that we're forgiven. It's about the fact that, that when you come to God, he fills you with joy. And if we can be an advertisement for anything here at Christmas, I want to be an advertisement that I'm full of the joy of the Lord. Now, if you get behind me at McDonald's tomorrow and I honk at somebody, who's <laughs> taking too long. I lost my joy for that moment. Thank you. Do pray for me. I do honestly want to say, I'm obviously feeling a lot better, so I thank you for your prayers over the last few days. Feeling so, so, so much better. So much better. Let me give you, I've missed these points. Let me give them to you real quick. Let me give them to you real quick. I'll just, I'll hit number three. Joy is lost through distractions. In the garden with Adam and Eve, they lost access to a perfect environment when they got distracted, right? Let's eat of this tree and not that. Let's do this and not that. And that's what I was talking about with Paul dealing with the, the theme in Romans of good and bad, you know, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? Then there's another tree. It's the tree of life. The tree of life was protected. The tree of life is what we're invited to partake of when we partake of Jesus, Right? As long, here's the thing. As long as you allow the levels of joy in your life based on what you can and cannot do, distractions will rob us of the joy Jesus came to bring us. Are you following me? Because the kingdom isn't about eating and drinking. The kingdom is righteousness. And I didn't buy it. I didn't earn it. He gave it to me as a gift. The greatest gift on Christmas morning wasn't that just a baby was born in a manger. It's that that baby is the reason I am righteous before God. And nobody can take that gift away from you. They can't. When you live out of that, you live a life full of joy. Amen? No matter how much you don't like me. No matter how much you may criticize me. Listen, the devil can't take it away from you. Your enemies can't take it away from you. I am righteous because, see, you get distracted on focusing on good and bad, right? And when you focus on who you are and who he is, is when you get filled with joy. Amen? Stand with me tonight. The joy that Jesus brings is not based on circumstances. Heaven forbid that our joy that we, and, and, and again, I'm being, you guys know I'm being super real with you. I know we walk through difficulties. I know we walk through through hard times. I know we, there's times where we have lack. There's times where we have abundance. We love pulling out the scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see athletes out on the field. I can go knock this guy's block off because I can do all things through Like, dude, put some context around that. What was Paul talking about? He said, whether I'm abased or whether I abound, whether I have plenty or whether I'm in lack, whether I'm, I'm doing good this day or I'm not doing so good the next day. He said, I can do all things through Christ. What is the strength that he gives you when you come to him and you understand that you're not approaching somebody who wants to try to turn you out? You're approaching somebody who has already died to bring you in. It fills you with joy unspeakable and full of glory. You can choose joy this holiday season because Hannah, he chose you. Carly, he chose you. You're chosen. You guys are like, where are you going theologically with this? I mean, are we all of a sudden, you know, can't lose my salvation? You can walk away from Christ. My question to people is, why would you? (laughs) There ain't nothing in that world that I want. I've never gone back there 24 years. Alan, there's nothing back there, is there? There's nothing back there, nothing. But man, the joy that even when my kids won't sing with me. (laughs) Joy to the world has oh, come let, let earth receive come. her king let, let every heart prepare him room heaven and nature, and nature sing heaven and heaven and nature sing let heaven, heaven and nature sing lord we rejoice tonight that heaven and nature lord You not only created the heavens and the earth, I feel the Holy Ghost, and said it was good. Lord, you looked at us and you said, that one's mine. That one's mine. That one's mine. And listen to me tonight. Lord, you pursued us. You captivated us with your love and your mercy and your grace. God, let the joy of the reality of what you have done for us upon the cross to forgive us and wash us and make us the righteousness of God. That when we come into the throne room, we aren't coming in ourselves, but we are coming in Christ Jesus. Lord, we look at the baby in the manger and say, thank you, God, for sending the light of the world into the the world. But we also look to the cross and say, Jesus, thank you for that cross. Thank you for the joy that was set before you. You endured the cross, despising its shame. Church, can I ask you a question tonight? What was the joy that was set before him that he went to that cross for? It was you. It was you. So tonight, Lord, just fill us with that joy. Fill us with that joy. Let it be strength. God, those who are struggling tonight, as I have been the last couple weeks, God would just avoid understanding that, Lord, this is a holiday that I'll spend without somebody that I've spent the last 48 years of my life with. But God, let us also be filled with the knowledge that they're safe. If they knew you, they're safe in heaven with you. Let us be filled with that comfort. Let us be filled with that. God, let those magnifiers that the enemy would try to move on in and point out all the stuff. God, we just choose to focus on you. And the reason for the season is you, Jesus. Let us keep that at the forefront of our hearts as we enjoy the simple pleasures that you've put before us. Lord, family, church family, friends, God, people you've surrounded us with that love us and help us and do for us. God, most of all, we just say thank you for the cross. Thank you for your salvation because it's good news of glad tidings and joy. We love you, Lord, tonight. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Go in the name of the Lord and be blessed.